Welcome to Where the White Coats Come Off podcast. We are Beth and Katie, owners of Pre-PA Clinic, and this is a podcast about the PA profession made for pre-PAs, PA students, and PAs. We are so happy you are here and are super excited to bring you this episode. Here's part two with PA Michaela Riddlesworth. Today's guest is Michaela Riddlesworth. Michaela is a personal friend. She's an amazing physician assistant, and she has such an interesting background. So let's welcome her to the show. Hey, Michaela. Hello. (laughs) My first job, you know, um, I remember wanting, you know, to work close to home, and I lived in a really small town, and there wasn't a lot of offices, you know. I didn't live in a big city, and so there was basically the hospital and one private practice, and I didn't want to work at the hospital. So I walked into the private practice and I handed the girl at the desk my resume and I said, hi, I would like to work here. I just graduated from PA school. If at any time you're hiring, please let me know. And they called me that week and they, you know, had a new physician that was just coming on board and he needed a PA and we totally hit it off. And that was my first job. Listen, I love it. I love it. And I still remember too, like when we first started, we literally, I I remember giving my resumes to HR. And then a couple years ago when I was looking to change jobs, uh, I remember I walked into the hospital and I tried to give a resume to HR and they don't (laughs) accept them anymore. (laughs) Like you literally like one, they won't just like, they used to just keep your resume, right? But now they won't accept it unless there's an actual job application and you apply. On the computer. Yeah, on the computer, right? And so they don't have this like app, they won't even accept it anymore. So it's really, really interesting how things have changed now because you can't give someone your resume and have them hold on to it. You can network. Mm, yes. Yes, you can network for sure. To so to piggyback off what Beth was asking you, part of your job description as clinical coordinator and working at a PA program was to also review CASPA applications and interview candidates. Do you have any tips yeah. for pre-PA students trying to get into PA school? Uh, so you have to do something to stand out, and so that's mm. pretty much what again I've been saying here is make an opportunity for yourself and you know the majority of people applying to PA school have a very similar resume so to speak if that's what you want to call it similar background in classes similar GPAs similar healthcare mm-hmm. experience all pretty similar and so um, but there's something unique about each person something that makes you different than the other person and it may not seem like it's something stellar you know, it doesn't have to be that you saved the world, but it just makes you unique and different. And each PA program sort of has a, a characteristic to their school, you know, their student body. Mm-hmm. And so they tend to be drawn to certain qualities and students that stand outside of the, of the normal GPA, you know, healthcare experience, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, so I, as for example, I worked at one PA program that's a very Christian-oriented, you know, faith-based school, and so again, our characteristic trait was faith-based, and so if students had really strong faith-based backgrounds and experiences, mission trips, whatever, that was something that stood out to us. I worked at another PA program where, you know, kind of sense of humor was a thing, and so it was like, gosh, are they going to be able to kind of carry this load and, and approach life while they're a student here with a good, positive outlook? So we would feel out for that during their interview. So just be yourself, be authentic, but, but what makes you maybe just slightly different than the person sitting next to you? And you might not mm-hmm. be the right fit 
for the school that you're currently sitting there interviewing for, but but you could be the right fit for the next school. Yeah, I really so love that advice. I, I would just say. Yeah, because we tell our students all the time, like, you've got to apply to the school that are right for you, that are right for your background, that are right for your experiences, yes. that are right for your personality. Yes. And so I love the fact that you're saying, like, yes, like every PA school, you know, you've got to make sure you fit because you're paying a lot of money and it's a lot of time to go to a place. And so, yes. again, you really want to make sure that they fit you and you fit them. So that's excellent advice. Most definitely, most definitely. I mean, you're going to be there for two of the hardest years of your life. It's going to be very challenging. It's going to be there. I mean, imagine if you were in the military and you were with the wrong, like, battalion unit or the wrong command unit. Like, you were just not with the right team. Imagine trying to fight for those people's lives when you're not feeling like you are a part of that family and a part of that team. PA school can be equated to war. It is very difficult. <laughs> oh my God, and that's an amazing analogy. And so, you know, you want to be there with people that you are really going to feel supported by, to feel a part of, to have shared interests, to be a family during that two years because you're going to need them. What was the hardest part about PA school for you? The daily grind. Like the school work for me didn't wasn't particularly difficult. I had been through difficult classes and I'm one that doesn't have to study a lot to grasp material. I didn't find myself challenged necessarily in the complexity of the work or of the material, but it was just a constant grind. I mean, it wears you down. You know, you become mm -hmm. very exhausted. So it's very stressful. It's very exhausting having to come up with a time management plan where this is when I'm going to study, this is when I'm going to take a break. And, and, then, and then, of course, being away from my family. My family was all in Florida. I was in North Carolina. Them not knowing what I was going through. I'll, I'll give you a funny situation. This is how unknown PA school was to people back then and even to my family. Mind you, I had to tell my family that I was basically leaving a guaranteed spot to med school in a bridge program where I was now going to go to PA school. Well, my mom kind of knew what PAs were. She was a nurse, and she tries to tell me that she told me about it, but I don't remember her ever telling me about it as an option. <laughs> but I you know, had to tell my father that I was going to PA school, and it didn't, didn't dawn on me until later why he seemingly seemed so disturbed by this decision. He thought I was going to medical assistant school, apparently. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> because it's called physician Because he and didn't know. Yeah. Thought that that was the same. And so one day, his next door neighbor was an ER doc and called me one day and he's like, Anna, like you're gonna, like, you're gonna be seeing patients, like, like you're gonna be able to make a six-figure salary. He was in shock. Like he literally thought I was going to be a medical assistant. And I'm sure now, looking back at, at the time, I realized like no wonder he yeah. questioned my decision so much. Like. You're leaving med school to go be a medical assistant. Like, I don't understand why you're doing this. But, I mean, back then, like, nobody knew. I remember mm -hmm. that still to this day. Like, he was just, like, <laughs> so shocked to find out that, like, I was actually choosing a career. That, so, like, when I would call and complain about how hard it was, I'm sure he was probably, like, what are you talking about? Like, you're going to take vital signs for the rest of your life. You know? like, I so, I guess you're a huge advocate no for the name change, huh? <laughs> Oh, yes. Like, well, I, uh, oh, the name change. I, 
I have very mixed feelings about our name altogether, but yes, it would certainly clear up the misnomer of medical assistant and physician assistant for people like my father who thought that that's what I was going to be for a career, which nothing against being a medical assistant. I'm just saying that trying to explain to a father that that's what you're leaving, you know, med school to go and do is a little bit confusing to them. Sure. And so, so I would call home and try to crying because I was just so stressed and so exhausted and, and they just didn't understand. And that's why it goes back to finding a school that you really feel a part of because those people are there with you. They understand. They know what you're going through. That is going to be your family for the next two years. So it's really important. I remember when I told friends that I was going to PA school, they were like, what are you doing up in Pennsylvania? And I was like, no, 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 PA school. And they're like, isn't that in Pennsylvania? I'm like, never mind. Or I didn't know personal assistance had a school. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, so you mean you're going to fetch coffee? And I was like, no, I'm not going to fetch coffee in Pennsylvania. Like, and so I totally feel you about the whole name thing. It's great that we are now, you know, number one job in America. And so more people know about us. We're international. So I think that is changing. I think at least now for people that are applying, do you see abbreviation PA? more than likely Mm -hmm. they have seen or interacted with a PA. Yes. And it doesn't sound so foreign to them. Yes. No, I agree. I agree. It's way more known now. It's a way way different career. Education is different. Everything's really different, but we are more well-known. So thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Do you have any final words or tips for either people who want to go to PA school or those who are in school now about transition to becoming a professional? Just people who aren't quite where you are in their career-wise, any last uh, words of advice or wisdom? We want to take a brief moment before Michaela gives her last piece of advice to tell you about something that we know will skyrocket your shot of getting accepted to PA school. If you have an interview for PA school coming up, this is for you. First off, congratulations. Second, make sure you rock out your interview and land that seat. If you want to make sure you stand out in your interview, we created an interview course for you that will take you from average to an outstanding interviewee that programs can't wait to accept. This course has all of the expert tips and advice from our years interviewing applicants and deciding who to accept and who not to accept. It has what to do, what definitely not to do, what programs are actually asking with their questions, and so much more. Check it out in the show notes or at go.prepaclinic.com slash interview course. Again, that's go.prepaclinic.com slash interview course. Now back to Michaela. Hey, it's a really, really great career. The education is, is challenging at the best of times. It's maddening at the worst <laughs> of times. Um, and you persevere to tell students, you know, and, and, and obviously you guys can relate to this, but... Um, it's, it's like training for a triathlon or for a very long race. It isn't for people that want to just give it all they've got right away. You're going to burn out that way. And so you mm-hmm. do have to go in with this sort of mentality that got to recover. You've got to recuperate your energy, your mind, your spirit, all of that stuff. And so I think it, you know, for those who, who make it out on the other side, who get in and make it out on the other side and enter into this career, it's a really great career. The, the I would say the one shortcoming of our career, unfortunately, is the burnout. And the reason mm-hmm. for the burnout is that we are basically used by other people to achieve their means and goals, unfortunately. And so until we can sort of set ourselves apart, which is the start of the name change and the optimal practice, team practice, 
really set ourselves apart as a completely separate career. It's, it's unfortunate that it's not happened sooner, but hopefully will happen at some point where we have the independent nature of a career that we should have so that therefore we're not seen as being the lesser than cheaper alternative. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes um, to all that. So long as we present ourselves, so long as we present ourselves as the lesser than cheaper alternative, people are going to just suck us dry to achieve that cheaper alternative at the best profit for themselves. And I, you know, have experienced that numerous times. I've seen it happen to friends and colleagues and it's, we just have to stop selling ourselves as the cheaper alternative. We are a completely independent provider capable of doing our own scope of practice that is within the same realm of what a physician provider offers, but we are not an alternative to a physician. We are our own independent provider. We're going to have to have you come back on because that's in and of itself like a entire podcast yes. episode. Love that. Love that. You should come back on and we should totally like have a Chat you know yeah. round robin about <laughs> burnout. Yes. Yeah. Actually that's a great idea. We're gonna write that down sure. now. Okay. And, and I don't want to scare people away by any means. What I want to tell you is that the same as you have to pace yourself through school, you have to pace yourself through your career. Yes. And you have to look out for you and you have to make sure that you are not allowing other people to ride their gravy train on your back and make sure that you are taking care of you first. Sure. And making sure that you're presenting yourself as a valuable professional to where you know what you have to offer your employer and you don't allow them to take advantage of you for anything less than what you have been willing to give. Yeah, and those are excellent, excellent words of wisdom. And not to scare listeners away, because, you know, the whole purpose of this podcast is for pre-PAs and PAs, but they want the real deal. Right. They don't want it to be sugar-coated. So I'm actually really glad we well, talked we about that. To, can I say suck? Is that an okay word to say? Yeah, yeah girl. White Coast come off somebody, on this podcast. I'd hate for somebody to be like, gosh, I wish I would have known. I wish somebody would have told me. I wish I would have been more prepared for the fact that this career takes a lot out of you, and if, if I would have paced myself better, maybe I would have lasted more than 5, 10, 15 years in this career. See these young graduates that are now youthful in age also, but energetic and eager and you know excited to finally get out there and use all their tools, and they're going to take advantage of that. Um, and so you have to say, okay, I want my career to span X number of years, and therefore, I want to make sure that I take care of me and look out for me and, and work for people that are going to be on my team in that same manner. Yeah, that's fantastic. And, and me as a means to an end. Yeah, and we're really, that's the whole point of this is, you know, kind of underneath the white coats, the good, bad, and the ugly. Because we know no profession is perfect. But I think you're right. If people are forewarned and just sort of keep in mind about their career, you know, it is a long-term thing. You're going to do this for 40 years. So start it out right, you know, start it out the right way, figure out where, what you want to make it. And I think that is one thing that really sets us apart is that we really can decide what we want to make it. You know, there's so many different options. You can work PRN or you can work full-time or part-time. 
time. You can work for private yeah. practice. You can work for hospitals. You know, you can do, um, you know, locum tenums. And so, you know, there's some people I know who work for three months locum tenums and then take three months off and then get another three-month assignment or something like that. And so the beauty of being a PA is that you really can make it what you want it. And so I love the fact that you're just saying, like, hey, new grads, we know you're eager. We know you want to put 150%, but just, you know, you need to be here in 10 years. You need to be here in 20 years. So you need to figure out what yeah. you can do and how you can – put time in for yourself and keep yourself healthy and recover and rest in order to, you know, be able to serve your patients. So I just love the fact that you brought that up. Sure. That's, that's really great. We have one last question for you and we ask everybody this, who is Michaela when the white coat comes off? That's so funny because like friends always say that I'm such a different person. <laughs> I'm, I'm friends with a girl who actually trained. She was an nurse practitioner. She was a student at the clinic where I did my dermatology for the National Health Service Corps, and we became friends later, and then she knew me in my personal life, and she was like, gosh, you're like two totally different people. At work, you're this type A, very meticulous and very driven, and you, you know, you're hardworking, and you're doing all of these things. Like, in the clinic, I see you, and I, I'm just like... Wow. And then when I see you in your personal life, you're like, eh, chill. Go with the flow, <laughs> laid back, like, don't really care what happens, disorganized. So <laughs> I guess when the white coat comes off, I'm completely the opposite person than I am when I have the white coat on. I love it. And I think I do that subconsciously. I don't live a very high stress personal life. Because again, that whole balance and burnout, I need some decompression and I need to not feel like everything is so intense all the time because my job is very intense and demands my 100% focus and mental capacity that when I'm away from work, I don't want to have to use my brain. I just want to do whatever. Yeah, you need to recharge and relax just what sense. you said. Yeah, that's fantastic. I love that. I love the fact yeah. that you've set yourself up for success that way by trying to de-stress everything you can in your personal life. That way, you know, you don't have this burnout that we talked about. Yeah, yeah. So I had a 30-minute drive. My mom used to give me a hard time because I wouldn't, you know, wasn't working close to home. And I'm like, let's see, my 30-minute drive into work, I was able to mentally prepare myself for what patients I was having from that day, check my schedule the night before so I knew who was coming in the next day and I could like mentally start to think and make a plan for the day and then my 30 minute drive home I could just sort of leave all of that behind get rid of it take it out of my head not let it come home into my family life and then just become me without the white coat you know yeah um, and I think that's again another important thing for sure excellent well Michaela thank you so much for all your wisdom all your advice we really really enjoyed having you on the show today yeah, it was great to be a part of this. I love what you guys are doing. I think it's so important. Like I said before, I knew nothing about even PAs, never mind PA schools. So I would have loved to have had these resources available to me when I was applying to PA school. So I know that anybody who's listening to your podcast and learning from any of your material, they're already one step ahead of those who aren't because they are already educating themselves with more wisdom and knowledge about what they're embarking on and that will automatically put them ahead of a game of, of those that haven't done so thank you Michaela yes you're so sweet 
And we will definitely have you again on the podcast, but we appreciate it. And to all your listeners, we hope you loved hearing from Michaela and her interesting journey to PA school and beyond. Thank you so much for listening. We are so grateful you're here. If these episodes are helpful for you, we would be so thankful if you would subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to Where the White Coats Come Off.